2: Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery.
1: Hello. So,
2: a lot of stuff
1: happens now, right? Like... Every week a lot of stuff happens.
2: Yeah, I since we just taped other stuff that's going to show up in different order of the way we actually did it. I'm I just said hi because I didn't know where we we're going to start.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> let's start with Xavier Johnson. Great. Let's start there because I'm I excited. Think, that is some of the most
2: exciting stuff to have happened. I'm this awesome I'm day. excited.
1: Oh!
2: Hey! Hey! <laughs>
1: wow i love that it really having a commitment from somebody that it's great that we've gotten the players back you know race christian trace you know um who am i missing i mean everybody geronimo jordan geronimo those Mm -hmm. are great but when you get somebody who is not at your school to come to your school and pick you over baylor Houston, Houston. (laughs) and he comes here. You know what it is, Ward? It's exhilarating. (laughs) So, I don't look. I'll be honest with you. I've watched every highlight reel I can watch of Xavier Johnson. Yes, I've never watched a full game, I never knew who he was before the transfer portal. But here's what I've been told he is an alpha male who takes no crap, has a little to quote Tom Coverdale from two years ago, has some FU in his game, is ready to come in, ready, played at Pittsburgh, led the ACC in assists, was third in the country in assist percentage. Like, this is a dude who scores and is a playmaker for his teammates. And my God, is that what we need on this team?
2: I refuse to let myself get excited about anybody on the transfer portal hotboard or anywhere else out there just because it seems like such a crapshoot you know particularly with the huge transition in our program that I'm like no I'm not going to start fixating pining for some of these guys out there when I really don't know if we have any chance to land them now that we have landed him I dove in headfirst and and just consumed everything I could read everything I could and really was just shocked to find out how how highly regarded he was as far as one of the top guys in the portal to be gotten and he could he could have gone to two final four teams
1: holy I didn't think about it like that but you're right yeah,
2: yeah. and so and one of them know, the
1: national champion
2: yeah and one of them took it all the way so so that's really saying something I think primarily about Kenya And then when you talk about everything IU is and what Coach Woodson is bringing to the table, it's the first real and shockingly quick return on investment with the new coaching staff. And keeping Kenny, obviously, where it was like, oh, wow, we're not going to have to wait to see the 2022 or 23 kids, how they are responding to Coach Woodson. We're getting a pretty good idea right now.
1: Yeah. And look, I know there's been a lot of talk from the naysayers about we're bringing back the same team ultimately. Like we've lost Al Durham, you know, we've lost Armand. We'll touch on that for a second, but we're largely bringing back a lot of guys who went 12 and 15 last year. Okay. That is a simplistic way of looking at it. But the way I look at it is you only play five guys at a time. And it does seem like. Xavier Johnson is going to play a ton, probably start. I mean, likely. Uh, start. I,
2: oh, yeah. No, I, I assume he is going to start and Parker. And
1: Parker Stewart's going to likely, I don't want to say start, but play a ton. And by all accounts, he's the best shooter on the
2: team. Four, if we're really going four out, one in, he's he's going to play most of the game. He's going
1: well, to, well, Ma- Majority.
2: I'm saying like 25 minutes.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. So, that's 40% of the people that are playing at any given time are brand new players. And so that is a huge difference from a, the team that we had last year. That and and also and this is not an insult to Al, but Al played a ton, a ton of minutes. He might have led the team in minutes, him or him or Trace. Yeah. Trace but probably. With Al being gone, just his presence being gone and Xavier being there, it is, it is such a monumental difference of the kind of player that they are. We have a guy in Xavier who, by all accounts, is a combo guard. He can really handle it. He's strong. He's big. He's got a body built for this. He's aggressive. The, the outside shooting is not the strength of his game, but he's over 30. I think he's like 32, 33%, so I'll keep you honest. But a great passer and a great you know playmaker, which we have not really had. So well, that's and, a huge and, difference in how the team will look.
2: And even to say, you know, Al, we saw plenty of times over the years, Al get to the rim, usually with his right hand, finish falling to the ground off the glass. But ultimately with all those set plays, with the lane being so clogged, it, it, it really, not even somebody like Al, who I think we all would say would overachieved. For what anybody expected from him coming into iu he still had a lot working against him in terms of what what was going on the last year or two so if again we're opening it all up and you take somebody like xavier who's just like really aggressive and there's going to be room for him to penetrate you know and even for somebody like rob like trace didn't have to but he specifically called out Rob in the press conference after he announced he was coming back to say, I think this is really Coach Woodson and what we're going to run here is really going to help Rob too because we, we, we've we seen a few times Rob get in there, but if, if everybody, if Parker's making the defense come out, if Xavier can kind of like take him off the dribble and blow around him, it's just going to make it easier for all those other players who are coming back.
1: And you know what I think we're going to see next year? Trace Jackson Davis is an incredible athlete. Everybody talks about his quick hops, right? Especially his second jump, but he's an incredible athlete. We didn't see nearly enough of what you see on most teams that have an athlete like Trace Jackson Davis, which is like alley-oops in the half court. You know what I mean? Pick and roll, drive to the bucket, throw it up and a guy dunks it. We didn't see enough of that. I think we're going to see a lot of that, which is just going to make the game more exciting. I mean, those are fun to watch.
2: That's something we talked about that we hope to see with Christian last year. And I think with Christian, we're going to see him develop. We're going to see him get better. And certainly if he's looking at an alpha like Xavier, you know, right next to him and is like, Oh, that's, that's how you get nasty in in power six basketball all right okay yeah i can i can do what that's got i'll pick up on that and and you know we'll see how the season plays out but certainly i think we could think christian's going to stay a couple of years that if i know he has two years left but i specifically heard xavier talk about a year at iu like coach coach Woodson and the NBA pedigree is definitely something Xavier was listening to too because he he wants to go to that next level sure. and
1: if he can but, great
2: but but at whenever that happens or even if it's Christian coming in this year behind Xavier and he's like okay now you're going to be the aggressor he's got somebody right in front of him showing how to be a dog at the highest level
1: totally agree so that I was really excited about that. Let's talk about the flip side just for a minute.
2: Okay.
1: Armand Franklin.
2: Not one of us.
1: Not one of us anymore.
2: I I am confused. Forever again. He's out. Yeah. I wish him well, but he's no longer a Hoosier.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I am uh, more sad about this one than I think I would have been about any other player on our team.
2: Because he's the only guy who we stalked him at an Applebee's with his family?
1: We de- that, I wasn't thinking about that, but that does <laughs> that does weigh in. He just, I loved seeing the progression from year one to year two. And yeah. that was due to him putting in the work, truthfully, because by the way, last summer, these guys couldn't be with the team. So the guys that improved last year are guys that took it upon themselves to improve.
2: And while some other guys improved Numbers wise, I think because primarily they got more minutes, more yeah. opportunity. He was the one that was like, oh, shit, that guy is going to be, oh, he looks solid. has a potential to like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be a stud for us. So it's very sad that he's going to be a stud for Tony Bennett.
1: It is. It just makes me sad. Um, the thing I love most about college basketball is seeing a kid grow year to year to year to year. You know, and it's fewer and further between than it ever has been because so many kids leave early, you know, kids leave early or they transfer. And I just never contemplated Armand was not going to be a three or four year player for us. I mean, I always thought four years and then this year he was so good. I was like, oh, man, if he jumps again, maybe he'll go pro after next year. So I'm saddened by it. Um, I'm saddened by it because of what he could bring to the team. Cause he was excellent. He was our second best player and it was not close after that. It was tracing mm-hmm. him. And we really struggled when he was out for, you know, the injury at the end of the year. And, uh, I'm sad. I'm, I'm sad about Armand.
2: I am too. And I, so I turned it into anger. That's how I deal with, sure. with sadness. Sure, um, I'm still working on that about myself. The, the, the silver lining, it, it Obviously, Xavier coming in takes this this thing off in terms of like points, minutes, you know, position and stuff like that. But it's if at this point we're losing him to Virginia, which I don't think anybody would say they're outside of the top five of best programs of the last. Well, basically, since Tony Bennett got it rolling yeah. there, it's an incredible program with an incredible coach and they do turn out people to the pros. And and I get it, there's still we all are optimistic about what's going on in Bloomington now, but a lot of that is is optimism and projection and and saying, well, this person, that person, and this is what they've done before. So we think this is where it's gonna go. But you can just look at Virginia and be like, oh, you just wanna drop me into that winning machine? Okay, there's not there's not real shame. It's not like we lost them to Purdue. You know, we we didn't we didn't lose them to a program that we feel like you know, we should be at or above in stature. Like Virginia is in rarefied air and we're going to get back there. Um, But for now, if we're going to lose them to somebody, and again, I don't hate Virginia the way I do the other great schools. So that doesn't hurt as much either.
1: I'm with you. Now, look, like you, it's been such a whirlwind. I don't remember what exactly happened from the last time we recorded an intro to a podcast. Mm -hmm. I think Jordan Geronimo and race Thompson, decided to come back in that window as well.
2: That's been in the last week? I think so. God, that seems like two weeks ago.
1: I know, but I think it did. And I'll just say this for both of them. I thought both of them were gone. I did. I thought both were absolutely gone. And you read the reports, you know, Rabbi's written about it and others that had the old staff stayed, both those guys would have been gone. And
2: I think, I think it's, It's this Coach Woodson confidence vibe, family caring, because both with race and with Jordan, that's why we thought they were we thought race was going to go back to Minnesota or thereabouts. And Jordan was going to go back to the East Coast. And there's just something that not only appealed to these kids, but certainly at least to Jordan's family that were like, wow, we were we were nine feet out the door, nine toes out the door. And something about what Coach Wooden said and the way he said it made them totally change their mind.
1: Couldn't agree more. Here's what I will say about the Indiana University program. With all the guys returning, with Xavier Johnson coming, with the Mike Woodson train still rolling, it certainly feels like they have tapped into a certain energy source. Yes. Would you, Ward, say that Indiana University, like our podcast, is – Powered
2: by...
1: I've got something special for you.
2: Oh, I can't wait.
1: I've got something special for you. Do it one more time.
2: Powered by... on come on (laughs) wow goose flesh i mean i i went into a different realm hearing that
1: i mean special thank you to our good friends at straight no chaser who put together the definitive pigs siren call the definitive and it still may get better. They're still tweaking it. It might get better. But they put this together for us. Straight No Chaser, an incredible group of acapella performers straight out of Indiana. They have huge love and passion for Indiana University basketball. They've helped us a couple times. This, they went above and beyond to help us out. We love Straight No Chaser. Everybody should go follow them on Twitter. Check out their music on Apple Music or Spotify. I love them.
2: I agree 100% with all you said. And I just wonder if they put all that time and effort and love into doing that so they didn't have to hear you do the siren (laughs) call anymore.
1: (laughs) Worth it. Worth it. But I'm sure many people out there are so happy. I don't know if you can hear, but Dog Cheney is out of control right now. Do you hear him?
2: Yeah, I just assumed he's as excited about Indiana University basketball and Straight No Chasers Pigs' siren call.
1: Dog Cheney is a huge acapella fan huge acapella fan um all right listen man let's not beat around the bush anymore let's not delay let's not meander let's not slow the roll let's not drag this out let's not
2: you doing this is doing all those things you're saying we shouldn't do
1: you're right (laughs) We should just get to it, because one of the most exciting things that has happened over the last two-plus weeks of the Mike Woodson tenure, besides Mike Woodson coming back, is another Hoosier coming back, one that we have loved since we got to know him in the late 90s, early 2000s, one that we have had the chance to talk to before in an Epic Saga podcast, Uh, This one is not nearly as long because, thank God, he's in a real basketball school now and has real work to do. So he doesn't have 17 hours to chat to us, two idiots, about everything in the world. But he did take time out of a busy day at the end of his day to uh, talk to us. And, Ward, how excited are you for this one?
2: Just thinking about this man makes me smile, sometimes even giggle. He just has a presence that always gets me happy. And now that I know that presence is permanently replaced back in Bloomington, Indiana, where it should be, that's, that, the, he's going to spread that love to, to the town, to the program, to the recruits who are going to come there. This is, this is great news that this man and his energy are back fighting the good fight.
1: Let's get to it
2: i'm putting my
0: clothes away i mean i just got here man
1: all right would you just show us your pretty face please so we can get going on this it's not pretty first of all
0: can i put my clothes away still
1: yeah sure i don't care what you do as long as you're doing it
0: oh man i'm tired too i'm like tom coverdale i'm really tired
2: (laughs) guys i'm really tired i can't do it i can't go
1: I can't go. Will you just hit the video button so we can see you and start this? I mean, we're probably going to use some of this.
0: I don't even think I have the video.
1: Do you have, what do you want to, to are you on a razor?
0: Let me see. There's my visa?
1: You want to do it on your computer?
0: Uh, That might not be a bad idea.
1: Do you want to text me an email address and I'll text you the link?
0: No, I can, I can do it. You know, it's not like I'm from planet Mars doesn't know how to do stuff. I mean, good God. You're the guy that doesn't know how to do stuff. Look at your beard. It's, it's, it's heinous.
1: All right, look, some of this is going into the show. I just want you to know that. There we go. Connecting to audio. Did not connect. Did not connect. I really hope this is not how recruiting calls go.
2: This is my concern. I, he should be better at this than I, than we are. He's making jokes in chat instead of figuring out how to work his headphones.
1: We, why are you talking? We can't hear you. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. Oh, now he's got a mic. You gotta unmute. No, no, press mute. It's it says you are muted.
2: (laughs) Now I think he's just messing with us. (laughs) Are you there? Yeah. Oh God! (laughs) All right, let's just get into it, Ward. Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Well, he's back. He's back. This guy's back. Eric, do you really want to list his accomplishments like you did the last time he was here? Because I feel like well, I've been there, done that. And there's really just one accomplishment he's done lately that we want to talk about.
0: My entrance sign. Some people don't join at all because they got no Yeah, we yeah. hear it. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people...
1: Well, thank you to the new assistant coach for Indiana University for getting us our probably biggest copyright music infringement lawsuit on Hoosier Hysterics. But please welcome to the podcast, the man that is beloved Hoosier Nation worldwide. He has, as Ward said, the only accomplishment that matters is he left that fortress of solitude up north that armpit in michigan and he came back home to bloomington please welcome dane fife
0: when i think of armpit i think of that thing mangy thing hanging from your chin eric <laughs> i mean i was just thinking a chapstick and how i need some chapstick and i looked at your beard and just You know, you had the nerve to tell me that your children found a frosted mini wheat in your beard the other day, a full one.
1: It's true, a full one hours, hours after the meal was consumed, hours after. And also, let me say this. I don't know before Blair, what kind of women you were dating, but if this beard looks like an armpit, then my friend, you were dating the wrong women. (laughs) Oh, man. How the hell are you, man?
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm sitting in the crib of the great Mike Roberts, assistant coach for the Hoosiers and uh, one of my good friends played former teammate. And uh, we always like to live the glory days. And, you know, uh,
1: it's
0: hard for Mike to introduce me as a teammate, say it with such pride and joy, (laughs) because apparently I was just such a, for lack of a better term, such an Eric, like Eric's beard when I played. And I don't understand that.
2: You are a gross player. It was a (laughs) greasy, oily armpit. (laughs) Now does boss with a
0: frosted mini weed
2: in it. Now now there, boss, he's being very hospitable. It's nice of you while you're, you're transitioning, if you will. Does he have any coffee that he can give you? Because you look like you're about to fall asleep. Really?
1: Yeah, yeah, your energy is low and we need a little bit more it? like we need a little bit the more lighting. You know we need we need a little Duke 2000, 2002 Sweet 16 energy.
0: That was a cold sweat. That was a cold, oh 2016. Oh that energy.
1: No, no, 2002 okay. Sweet 16. Not
0: 2016. Not
1: 15. 2016.
0: 16. 18. I, when the when the East Lansing Spartans beat Duke in 18.
1: Listen, and I sat on the bench. First of all, stop talking about the Spartans. That is that part of your life is over. I mean, it is it is behind you, and you are back. So let's just get into it, Dane. What are you doing on a daily basis right now? Like, what is what what's going on in the office? What are you working on? Just tell us, give us some peek behind the scenes here.
0: Well, I think we're trying to get our feet on the ground. You know, anytime a new staff comes in, got to put the staff together. You know, I think what we have going for us is that Coach Mata has coached in the Big 10 for, you know, more than 10 years. Uh, He's been a coach in the business. Coach Woodson uh, knows so many people in the business uh, that we know. And um, Kenya Hunter, I've known for a long time. Mike Roberts, I've known for a long time in this business. And so I think the staff cohesion um, is working quite well. Um, I think the major adjustment is going to be for us and Coach Woodson to, to really uh, gel together and take what he knows, the the abundance of knowledge that he knows and kind of mesh it with the ins and outs of college basketball, not necessarily with X's and O's, but with um, you know dealing the day-to-day basis with players and recruits and parents and alumni which you know coach Woodson he's he's tireless you know he kind of he kind of comes off as a guy that's pretty calm and collected and he is but he's tireless so far he's doing anything and everything that we've asked of him and recruiting's no joke when it comes to that stuff when it comes to you got to have energy unlike me apparently and um (laughs) you gotta you gotta you gotta have excitement for for certain players especially that you talk to but uh, we try to put in front of them kids that are dying to be Indiana Hoosiers, and that's something that, uh, you know, we're working on. We're learning more about him. know, one of the things, the key things with this is you got to be able to recruit to your head coach, and, uh, you know, that's the adjustment I have to make is I've recruited to Tom Izzo for 11 years now, and uh, now I've got a new coach to recruit to. And um, the other part is you got to get the staff together and make sure that everybody's on the same page with what we need. And filling out a roster is not easy, especially with, you know, it's going to go all the way to August with people coming and going all over the place.
2: So when there's so many things to do and you're already ostensibly behind those staffs that weren't weren't coming in new and, you know, how do you even begin to sort of like, OK, here's a whiteboard that has all the different areas of concern, and then, like, here's a division of labor? Like, do you have to kind of just lay it all out? Uh, this is what we have to do this week, guys? Or how do you even start to organize what you then have to go and do?
0: Well, it's it's constant communication. And we have to, you know, we have to be cautious of, we want to build for the future. That means beyond next year which means there's only so many kind of one and dones we could take, be it uh, somebody who's incredibly talented um, athletically or got great size or one of those guys that can come in from high school and be a one and done or a graduate transfer. And this is such a unique year with the COVID with the, with the COVID kids I call them just the kids that get the free year and rosters are going to be changing up until August. And, um, I just think there's no need to panic on our end, and then there's no need to panic from uh, super fans like you guys. That uh, I don't want to, you know, FaceTime someday with you guys and see half of Eric's beard gone and totally exposing the frosted mini week that's been in there because he's pulling his beard out because he's upset with our roster. <laughs> you know, there's going to be a lot of changes, and that's something that guys like Eric are going to have to to be patient with and deal with. Uh, as this spring turns to summer and summer turns to fall.
1: How much time are you spending now? If you could kind of put percentages on it with transfer portal and, and figuring out guys to fill out the roster for next year and, and beyond ostensibly, if you could get a guy with more eligibility and how much are you focusing on 2022 and beyond recruits?
0: Well, I think right now we've got to take care of home and home base is our current players. And we want to see who's coming and going. Uh, as you saw, we lost Armand to Virginia and that's, that's okay. Armand was a great player here and everybody makes decisions for different reasons. And we don't hold that against them. Um, you know, and then we've got to make sure we, we answer everybody's questions and everybody's comfortable with what we're trying to do. And that takes time. It takes time on both sides. It's it really is about fit, but um in due time, I think once we get a pretty good grip on who we think is staying, we can we can really concentrate. Uh, you may see some somebody commit uh, within the next month or so. We're actively recruiting guys, uh, and uh, these guys, you know, these guys that have been through it before, before especially in the portal, kind of kind of. I, I don't think there's really a process for them other than than just a feel because they really know what they're looking for. So that that's probably going to come first uh, for us is really wait for this por- uh, portal to be essentially fully stretched out, where we think the bulk of the players that are leaving. Uh, you might have a few trickle in uh, over the coming months, but the bulk of the players are really decided. Um, you know, at least uh, players that are of our caliber. Um, you know, we, we are we are mixing in some important. Uh, recruits right now the 2022 and 23 classes but uh, you know we, we've got to make sure we 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 keep things tight for coach Woodson because he can't be pulled in a million different directions right. uh, because it's so important for him to get to know our guys and for our guys the current players to get to know, know him and then address our immediate needs and the flip side is is you know the, the, the more we wait the more you know, distance that gets between the 2022s that maybe haven't heard from Indiana in the past versus the 2022s that definitely need to hear from Indiana um, for the same reason, is that how interested are these guys and what 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 do I need to know as a recruit about Coach Woodson and his staff and the Indiana Hoosiers?
2: So you have some continuity with Kenya of guys who he was starting to recruit to Bloomington. Obviously, he's got to change the pitch for a new coach, but he can kind of get you up to speed on who's been contacted. For you, is it as simple as, hey, um, high school junior It's Dane. Uh, uh, Yeah, I don't think you should go to Michigan State anymore. I think actually instead you should come to IU. Like, have you had one of those conversations yet, or do you kind of start new?
0: Well, I've had a couple of them, and the first thing I ask is, uh, you know, is Indiana a place that you're interested in? Because I don't want to – it's hard to go down that road, and it. but um, for me, this is home, and it's an easy sell for me. It's an easy transition for me to say, Hey, look, Michigan state's great, but here's why I think you should come to Indiana. Here's why I think Indiana works for you. And there, there are different sales pitches, Um, you know, for the, for the reasons that, you know, I know this place. um, I played here. uh, I lived here. um, I lived here as a student athlete. Um, I know the ins and outs probably better than I know East Lansing and, and ultimately um, you know, I've I've known of Coach Woodson, but I think we've got a great thing to sell uh, with regard to a person that not only has that tremendous NBA experience, but everything for him is personal because this is his home. You know, he he's similar to me, and I think we we you guys can relate that uh, there's a little bit more passion for for a school when you when you went there, and you know, for him, for Coach Woodson what a career you know what a career and to come back and, and be part of this man that'd be cool to win a national championship wouldn't it
1: yeah yeah it would and I want to talk about that because you,
0: know, the for Coach Wilson and- oh,
1: you froze a little on us there
0: no you froze there you froze I'm <laughs> not gonna take that from you you froze buddy
2: Fair. Fair enough. Guys, 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 it's boss's Wi-Fi. Okay. Yeah, Let's just it blame is. it on boss's Wi-Fi.
1: It is boss's Wi-Fi. So Dane, yes. I want to I take a step back because look, you've never made a secret about your love for Indiana, but you were in a really good place as much as we hate it. You were in a place that competed for big 10 championships virtually every year you were there. You made a final four while you were there. You were working for a legendary coach. What was the thought process for you when, when, arch we, i guess take us back even before archie is indiana always a place that you kept an eye on like i would love to go back if the situation was right or was something specific about this scenario that made sense
0: well i've always kept an eye on it i've always rooted for indiana i've always felt it uh you know it's kind of like the ex-girlfriend this is the ex-girlfriend in but i felt like it's okay to root for for this this program i felt like it's okay to go back and in spite of uh, you know, us having to compete against this, this school at least twice a year, every year, um, it's okay to help my school, my alma mater, to give the players, that, the student athletes, the, the things that I was afforded and maintain that culture or perhaps start the culture and, and show everybody what it means to be an Indiana Hoosier by helping bring everybody back and see you know even I can do it I'm working at Michigan State but I can come back and talk to these players and let them know that they matter and and we're watching them um so that was important to me and uh what was it what was the the main part of your question again uh
1: no you basically answered it just is this something you've always kept an eye on and then when the Archie decision was made kind of just walk us through how it went from just keeping an eye on to now it's a real possibility.
0: Well, this is the first time I've been offered a job at Indiana. And so um, I had some decisions to make and they weren't, they weren't easy decisions. Michigan state's an amazing place. And as you mentioned, I'm playing for literally one of the best to, to ever do it within the top three, in my opinion. And East Lansing is 11 years now and it's closer to my parents it's 45 minutes from my parents now in five and a half hours and my brother lives up there in Ann Arbor so
1: in fairness um, your parents are happy you're five and a half hours away now I think so yeah I think
0: so in fairness for for various reasons but um you know I, I I um I just thought that you know this is a chance to go home uh, Coach Woodson's really excited. It's always been kind of, in my opinion, a former player that really needs to have this job. Uh, I'm proud of the job that that Coach Green did. I'm proud of the job that Archie and his staff did. Um, I think Archie was put in a really tough situation. Um, not really anybody's fault, but it was just the situation. And, and um, you know, I, I, I text him after this was over and I I just said, well, I said <clears throat> first of all, I said I'm going to go after this job, and I, I said I think something needs to change. And too many people are allowed to pick and peck at this program, and they go unchecked. You know, you saw the incident with Coach Izzo, and um, I thought it was very minor with with Gabe Brown when when Gabe pulled away and Coach grabbed his jersey. Well, who came and stuck up for Coach Izzo? The former players, the Draymond Greens, the guys with huge platforms, the guys with small platforms. Magic Johnson, I thought, said it best, hey, look, both guys need to apologize and move on. Okay. There's probably a mistake on both their parts, but but not a mistake to where the world has to right. uh, stop and, and make and, and heavily scrutinize this situation. And so that's what we need. You know, when the staff's struggling or where something goes on, they've got to, we've got to have that insulation. You know, I just always felt we've got to foster this this conglomerate um this massive group of one former players, managers, and coaches. But I think when a when when maybe a Victor Ola Depot, and I'm not putting anybody on the spot, but or when a Cody Zeller or, or somebody um, stands up for the program, then everybody else will stop making, it, you know, will, will quit making it, you know, the the um, what is it, the kicking dummy, the kicking
2: Punching the doormat.
0: Back treating it like it's the doormat and, and all great programs have ups and downs. But I think we've just got to get out of this rut and take care of one another. Because you saw the other night, you know, a couple of nights or a month ago, um, we, we didn't have a great year at Michigan State this year by anybody's standards. But you know what? The, the, the former players are going to stand up for it and they're going to insulate it when times get thin, like it did. You know, we lost in the play-in game. And uh, we had a little incident at halftime, no big deal. But those guys just squashed all the drama, which I think made the Brendan Haywoods of the world that like to complain and draw attention to themselves. It squashed them. You know, Kenny the Jet, Kenny the Jet, Kenny the Jet's a brilliant guy. But Chuck Barkley, you know, kind of said, "Hey, look, that's how Coach Izzo does it." And I think you know, circling back to Indiana, we got to have that. You know, we got to we got to quit complaining so much and uh, you know this isn't going to be perfect and building this program uh, the way Coach Woodson wants it's going to take time too so let's uh, let's get along for the ride please complain but don't complain all night get over it and say we're back on
2: board I want to circle back to you said I wanted to come back home yet born and raised in Michigan yeah. and, and then you were at IU for A short few years and then you're back off into the world you know fort wayne other places into east lansing for a decade you know back Mm -hmm. up in your home state close to your parents what was it about being a player at iu that made this home no matter how much time you spent before you got here and since you went away what why is it that special those few years
0: well, it's home for me and my wife, Blair, and this is, this is where we met. This really excited her when this job came open and was available. Mm-hmm. And, um,
1: is she available yeah. for the third slot? I mean, I, I she could yeah, help me. You
0: know, Probably she's, she's a movie. much better coach than me. We should yeah. get some highlight videos of her, uh, antics on the sidelines. <laughs> um, great with the referees right with the referees like it (laughs) ma'am leave please just leave (laughs) um so you know what there's just something special about indiana and um bloomington and the fans and this state and i've always wanted to come back to this state whether i was at Indiana or not if i was still in basketball because you know it goes back to the movie hoosiers it goes back to when I watched the Big Ten Championship and in Indiana got crushed. I think Alford was a junior, they had crushed at Michigan. But there was just something about Indiana basketball that, that captured me and it just sucked me in. And um, this is just a special place. And I think a lot of people feel that way. But I also think that um, it's not just the coaching staff that has to come in and make this place special again. There's there's responsibility that's that's been lost on some people that helped build this that like to sit back and complain and not help and uh, that's what we're really going to try to do especially myself is you know it's not good enough for you to call not you for for people to call and yeah I'm supporting you go go IU you know go big red or let's go Hoosiers you know get down here and help and see what you can do to help and uh see what see what's missing and let's try to let's try to capture at least the values and the the tradition in the field that that made this program so great in years past
1: Dane, you know i coaches will speak in cliches and will say the thing that they are supposed to say so that they don't hurt anybody's feelings or say the wrong thing and one of the things that's always been refreshing about you is you do speak your mind and you're very honest what is and I'm not talking about just next year but I'm talking about the Mike Woodson tenure at Indiana what is success at Indiana for you because I feel like that conversation used to never happen we all knew what success was, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. you were there at a cha- in a championship game, and you won a Big Ten championship, and you were recruited by Bob Knight and his staff. We knew what success was then, but it does seem like over the last twenty years, there is a section of the fan base that is okay with readjusting the thinking. What is success for you at Indiana University?
0: You know, we can't forget about Coach Knight and the people, those that worked in this program Hold on. and played. Hold
1: on. You froze. You got to start there. You froze. I know. I froze. All right. I I will start owning it. You froze. I froze. You please take the question again because I froze. So, what is success at Indiana University? Dane Fife, take two.
0: Well, you look at your beard, Eric. Okay. (laughs) Those things are just meshed, mangy, probably melted together with some kind of food item and maybe syrup or I don't know what you can. But I use the word mesh and, and really what, what I'm talking about is, is blending the, the old school, the, the traditional Indiana basketball values with some more contemporary uh, values that, that still work. You know, the, the values of the Bob Knights and Branch McCrackens, they still go today. They still work today. But, you know, coach, coach Mata and I were coming up with a word the other day, you just the word was revitalized, you know, not revamp, but revitalize and, and infuse some energy and, and real passion that, you know, that, that can really only come from guys like a coach, Woodson, uh, that that gave everything he had and knows how important it is, not just to the players, the former players, managers, coaches, but the, the people of Indiana, you know, Coach Izzo always used to say that, you know, and still does. He's just like those fans, they know basketball, but, you know, for me, we've got to capture this, these younger generations now, you know, produce, produce creeping up on us. You know, I don't want to see the license plate tip in the favor of, of coach Painter and the boilers and they're an incredible program. That's a great thing for this state, but, um, you know, I like to finish my emails or text messages. I don't text you back, Eric. But when I text people back, um, I like to finish with with beat Purdue now. And that doesn't mean that doesn't mean I'm calling calling my shot. That doesn't mean I think we're we're going to beat Purdue. I hope we do, but I'm not predicting anything. But I think that's where we got to get back to some some old school anger and passion and and, and let's go get this and make sure that our guys. You know, our current players know that, one, that everybody's behind them, but, two, you know, we're counting on them to at least show up and fight. You know, prepare and fight. And that's what an Indiana basketball player is expected to do. Don't always win, but if you're prepared and you come for a fight, you know, we're going to win more times than not.
2: I like that you brought up coach – well, not coach, former coach – current assistant athletic director, Thad Mata. It has come to light. We always knew that he, he'd he kept his eye on IU from afar, Butler, Xavier, Ohio stadiums, kind of was uh, um, drawn to the Indiana job. But really just since he was brought in this capacity, did we learn, well, he really grew up an IU fan of of, of the 70s and 80s Hoosiers that we were born into and raised on. As you're working with him now day to day, is that noticeable his, his knowledge and his passion for specifically IU a school he did not attend or coach at before.
0: Well, we're just scratching the surface of the stories that he has, but what an incredible basketball mind. Um, he's just a brilliant person. He's a, he's an incredible person of character um, of, of basketball. And it's just, it's going to be uh, really neat and, and, a great learning experience to learn from both coach Mata and coach Woodson who kind of came up along the same lines in the same era and kind of went their separate ways, but nonetheless have had unbelievable success at this game, um, both as a player and, and coaches. And so, um, I'm looking forward to road trips. I'm looking forward to times where we get to sit in, in the meetings and pound pizza and, um, just talk ball and just listen to the old stories as we strategize, um, you know, on how to make this program um, what it once was. And and we talk about the word revitalize and and infuse a a different, uh, you know, a a new age look for the Hoosiers.
1: You have coached against Indiana, as you said, at least twice a year, almost every year. Um, What – Is it a weird dynamic to coach against so many of these kids specifically that you are now coaching and what has been the, the way that you have tried? I know you've only been there for several days now, but how have you tried to start build to build relationships with the guys that you coached against that, that tried to beat the hell out of your team and you beat the hell out of them.
0: (laughs) Well, you're only as good as your last game. And fortunately for us, we beat them twice. Now the year before they beat us and the year before they beat us, um, The the thing about it is that I've recruited most of these guys too. You know, Galloway, uh, Trace Jackson Davis, uh, Leo, a little bit, Brunk for sure. Um, You know, I can go on the um, race. Uh, I can go down the line. Didn't recruit uh, Armand or Al, but, um, you know, watched Lander pretty uh, plenty. So I think that um, fantasy uh, not so much, but, uh, was a good player. I think Indiana got him early. These guys, um, it's, it's really neat to have something in common with them right out of the gate as as opposed to come in and, and, you know, not, you know have to kind of scratch and claw for something that, that, uh, you know, that piques their interest. I can just talk trash about how we popped them last year twice. (laughs) And, uh, that piques their interest. The excuses start flying in, but, um, In all seriousness, um, you know, I I really enjoy these players. I've always liked their team. I think they've got the pieces to get it done. Losing Allen Armand will be um, a challenge to to fill their place, but um, you know we've got enough pieces to really compete. But ultimately, you got to be able to put it together, you know. And that's what Coach Woodson um, continues to talk about, you know, in the NBA. It changes every year, you know, and it you might have the same guys back and the dynamic changes one little piece. And I think that's one advantage that we have is Coach Woodson, you know, he's going to keep us calm and, you know, keep a guy like me from panicking. If, uh, you know, we have an injury to our 12th man or an injury <laughs> to our number one guy uh, or, and, and one of the things that we've got to keep Coach Woodson calm on is, you know, recruiting coach, look, this stuff changes on the dive changes on a, on the minute. And, uh, we, we're going to probably lose more than we win. That's the way it works. You're probably not going to bat 50%. You got to be okay with that, you know, and it shouldn't be much different than free agency. Although when you're in New York and LA, it gets a little easier coach, mm-hmm. bad news. We're not in New York or LA. <laughs> Eric is, Ward is
1: yeah we're here by the way recruiting to New York over the last 20 years in the NBA has not been an easy thing that's the truth
0: well good news is we're not there right (laughs) neither is Brooklyn
1: yeah neither is good can you just I want to follow up on that real quick Dane can you give us some insight I'm sure you've seen him on some zooms already whether it was with you know Xavier Johnson, who we now can talk about because I think all the paperwork's been official and Indiana has officially welcomed him, or or any recruits or anybody else in the transfer portal. Can you give us some insight on what Coach Woodson is like in that setting? How he connects to those kids?
0: Well, he's a natural. You know, he's got he's got a great presence even on Zoom, unlike me. And
1: uh, <clears throat> well, your presence,
0: he's a in natural. Person.
1: Your he's presence great in sm- isn't that great.
0: That's a good point. So I think I will look at the bright side. Yeah, I'm better here than in person. Fair enough. TV adds thirty pounds.
1: How many cameras uh, are pers- on you?
0: In person adds all my chins.
1: <laughs> Maybe I
0: need a beard to hide it. There you go. Think, Lord. Decorate it with a um, cheese it or something. Maybe a frosted mini <laughs> wheat.
1: Sometimes a wheat thin. Also, I thought
0: you had more of a sweet tooth. I do. But wait, I can go back with an to Oreo, Coach
1: Woody in these settings get back to that before you you're like a cat like if you see a bright light it is over you just move on to the next thing
0: my, uh, my back's uncomfortable
2: here it's, it's, up against my kind bed of like we're on a ship because what do you the, think my light is it, it rocking tilting okay. like this and it's got the wood lath back there whatever that is
1: yeah
0: it's the bed um
1: that's a bed yep that's what that's coach uh Mike
0: we're going rustic
1: yeah, look at Maybe Boss. Maybe is a ship. Boss is really a restoration ship. hardwearing the hell out of that place.
0: Yeah, yeah he, is. he is.
1: All right, so Coach answer. Woody. great cook. Coach, I forget the nonsense.
0: Well, you keep talking about it.
1: <laughs> Coach Woody, in these recruiting settings that you've already seen, you said he's a natural with a good presence. Speak a little bit more on that. Oh, look, I froze again.
0: Well, I think he's just able to relate to kids. I think it was (laughs) word Ward, What are you doing?
2: It's a garage. I think what what coach
0: Woodson has is he's got an incredible presence. We covered that, but I also think that, uh, he's done his homework. He's done his homework, uh, in terms of what today's kids are looking for. Uh, he understands how to communicate with parents and he's a parent himself with two daughters. I think they're in their twenties, but he's raised two, two brilliant daughters. And, um, you know, I, I think that the the, the ability to connect uh, and let people know that we're not going to get this done without hard work, um, I think he's really able to help, help uh, you know, get rid of the fluff and just let them know that, hey, I worked with Allen Iverson. I worked with uh, Carmelo. I worked with Amari Stardema. I worked with Tyson Chandler. I worked with all these good players, but... They're good players. They got to be good players because they worked. Hmm. They worked and they worked and they worked. And that's what your son needs to do, whether it's in academics, basketball, they have to put in the work. I'm going to guide them. I'm going to give them the platform. I'm going to hold them accountable in many cases. I'm going to work with, you know, Coach Woodson talks about working with the parents. That's so important nowadays. That would have been one concern. Is Coach Woodson going to, going to understand that how involved parents are nowadays uh, how involved aau coaches or 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 workout guys or whoever brothers sisters are involved um but when you talk to coach woodson you come away excited is what i gather okay um and that presence the smile uh the passion for the school um sometimes i tell them you know coach you got to brag about yourself a little more here watch me <laughs> <laughs> um it takes about three seconds for me to brag about myself, but but no, I mean, he's got so much on his resume, so much to talk about. Um, You know, and we don't have a lot of time, you know, this is the spring. We're either talking to people that are going to be incoming freshmen or guys that are in the transfer portal. You got to sell these guys on the stuff that you know, because they're making decisions quick. And um, I'm really pleased with, with how much uh attention to detail that he's put in um i still say you know the one thing is stuff moves so quick okay so quick in this business and
2: um
0: it's like coach you got to call you got to talk to him every day oh okay good no problem said every day you know and uh he just is he's he doesn't have an ego you know, and that's cool. Like, no, nope, coach, look, you're not going to get away with that at this level. You know, you, you can't you can't expect to do a certain thing at, at the power five. And oh, really? Oh, man. You might say why. But, you know, it comes down to he's a pretty simple person. Um, the hard work, you put in the work, you put in the time, you listen, you're coachable, you're going to get things done. And he's got the names behind him to prove it.
2: So something that is always brought up with recruits, it seems nowadays, is they told me how I'm going to fit into their system. Mm-hmm. And I think that's still what most Indiana fans are most eager to see, is what is this team going to look like? How are they going to function out on the floor? And we're hearing a lot about the four-out, one-in. But have, have you guys been able to talk about how you're going to play based on the players you, you presume are returning at this point, And then, and then identify those missing pieces. So when coach or yourself is talking to a, a player, you want to come in, can you get pretty specific even without last season's team to show on the floor? Uh, can you get pretty specific with them on what their role would be in this new look Indiana team?
0: Well, two things, the game has changed. It's changed a lot. We're getting a different product kids are trained they're trained different ways the other part is you never know what you're really getting until they get here and um it's going to take a lot of film we've, we've got to watch the film to see what's made each player successful um at this level and then you know there's there's other adjustments you know we've got kids confidence comes and goes and you know i'd like to see a guy like robert Finnessy who shot decent his sophomore year and then then didn't shoot as well this year I'd like to figure out how we can get him back above the 33 percent threshold from three um you know like 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 trace we got to get his free throws going you know he's he's too good of a player he's too smart of a player to, to lose concentration at the line or whatever he's dealing with at the free throw line um you know those are offensive things but We also have to make sure we've got the right pieces in place that, um, you know, like shooting. we got to make sure that we've got somebody that we know can and has proven that they can knock down shots. So we're doing our our work, our diligent work and scouring through the the portal and talking to different players about shooting. Um, you got to have certain things that all basketball teams need to have. And you got to be able to put the ball in the basket. And then you work from there. You know, you really work from there. Can can, you know, I look at a guy like Robert Finnessy, he should be a lockdown defender. You know, he should hawk the ball all the way up and down the court. He should make a guy's life miserable when they when he the guy should see who who he's playing against in warmups and be scared. And that's what, what Finnessy has to be, first and foremost. You know, you look at a guy like Trace, he can do so many things. Um, you know, we just got to find a way to keep him engaged. I think uh, maybe he was forced to play uh, by virtue of, <clears throat> you know, they needed an inside presence that could score. Brunk was hurt. Um, I think Trace had to play too many minutes last year. Again, nobody's fault. It was just the way things unfolded. Uh, we got to find a way to keep his energy up. There's just different little nuances that each staff has to has to be mindful of. Uh, But ultimately our staff is going to have to really make the adjustment to the players that we have at hand and then try to fill in some gaps as we uh, try to at least fill out this roster.
1: I want to touch on something that you just brought up. That's something we spent a lot of time talking about in the 15 hour Ken Burns podcast that we did with you a a little while ago, but confidence. I know, and you and I have talked about this off podcast, but you are somebody who is extremely thoughtful about pressures on college players, what that does to people, the confidence, losing it, how to get it back. You know, how do you get in a zone falling out of it and, and how much of a difference that makes from a fan perspective, we look at guys like Rob Finnessy, Christian Lander, Trey Galloway, uh, even, even um, somebody like a Jerome Hunter, or there's a lot of guys on this team that it seemed like, lost confidence somewhere along the way uh in their Indiana career and and it seemed like that then affected the team and the team had no confidence so when things went wrong last year it was like I mean you know we played you guys and things are close for a little bit and then when things go bad it's over for us and, and it, it felt like that um how much do you spend time when you were at Michigan State talking to players like that? And how much do you see that as being your role as something you want to do in just talking to players about that confidence and how to gain it?
0: Well, I'm going to have to do some digging here and see what kind of activity we have on certain things like social media. There's just little things that you can control, um, you know, aside from being out on the court and actually – dealing with your confidence that you can control that just kind of pick at you and pick at you and pick at you and every time a guy goes out to class uh, they shouldn't have to hear from their buddies uh, what people are saying about their coach or their program or their teammates and uh, the one thing that they can really control stay off the social media there's nothing good that's going to come from it either they're going to say something great about you and you're going to be elated or they're going to say something bad at you and you think it doesn't impact you. But those little things, it's death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. You know, it might come up in a moment where you're laying in bed. Well, what if they're right? You know, what if I, what if I, uh, you know, what if I'm not that good and you read that crap and it, and it, it, especially when you're vulnerable, when you're, especially when you're young, when you're a young player, it can get in your head, you know, in those little moments the, the, the other part is is the, the former player aspect the indiana conglomerate that has to rally around their yes. players yes you know like we can't allow everybody to pick at us and it it just pick and pick and pick and write and attack and attack players and attack coaches and attack the program you know basketball's dead and that's not right either you know and i don't necessarily agree with certain things that coaches do and people don't necessarily agree with certain things we did at Michigan state, but that's okay. But you also have to have your crew, your family, your boys, you know, that, that it's one thing to, um, you know, complain and COVID made it hard. It's one thing to complain as a former player or somebody close to the program or played in the program. Uh, when you come to practice every day, or when you're trying to help, it's not a thing to complain and pick when you're when you're not. And that goes for fans too. You know, don't just don't just sit and pick away uh, when you're when you're not there and when you're not putting in the time. You know, unfortunately, you want to help these kids, and most of them are kids. Some of them are men, but most of them are kids. You want to help the staff. You know, you make sure you point out the good stuff you know, like, don't be a scorekeeper, like, it was funny, like, I did a little experiment in a practice once this year at Michigan State, somebody made the comment, so negative, so negative, and I had a manager follow me around for a week, and it was like 10 to 1, positive to negative, 10 positive to 1 negative, and I'd ask him after every practice, how'd I do, how'd I do, and how oh, much has changed, and it's like, they only they only listen to the negative and that's how we're programmed i guess and um sorry the ship rocked a little there Ward. No,
1: but that's i love what you're i love what you're talking about here that's I, really staggering yeah. that 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 one that 10 to one but they fix yeah. it on the one so yeah but yet how do you balance that dane with also holding them accountable because being negative and also i mean we heard Coach Woodson say publicly, Trace Jackson Davis has to develop a 15 to 18 foot jump shot and has to use his right hand. Those are two yep. things he clearly had zero confidence in last year. Yeah. Zero. Yep. So how do you balance? Here's what you need to work on as but not be negative. Yeah.
0: Well, you've got to you've got to know who you're dealing with. Each and every player is different. Each and every player has a supporting cast, be it their family. Uh, aunts, uncles, grandma's parents, um, basketball coaches, mentors. You got to make sure everybody's on board. And that really just comes down to putting in real time, real man hours with, here's what I think. Okay. Here's what, here's what this play. Here's what your son thinks. Um, Your son says he wants to play in the NBA. Here's what the Pacers think. Here's what the trailblazers think. You know, here's him in practice every day. Those kinds of things, because. If we can convince a player um, and the people behind him, I think we've talked about this. That what we're saying can be trusted and is right. You really can't lose because when you got everybody going in the right direction with the player, uh, it's so critical. But it's hard to do because you know if you try to keep everybody in a single file line, you've got to be able to recognize based on the what you, what you're getting from the player that somebody's kind of getting out of line somebody's doubting us because we can see it because the player's not playing the way he's supposed to play. He's out of character right now. Does uh, dad think he's getting, not getting enough shots. Does uh, you know, Eric, the AU coach think he's not getting the ball enough. Is he not getting enough minutes? You can really tell when there's something wrong. And that's something I really learned to look for and identify working under a coach is always you don't allow a bad practice because there's a reason for it. Usually maybe they just went out too late. Maybe it was a test, but usually something's up and it's, it's typically relates to basketball.
2: And when we're talking about confidence and even being positive with having coach Woodson on the podcast once, and then getting to see him speak quite a bit over the last couple of weeks, This is a man who maybe he's always been like this, but certainly at this point in his life, he just exudes somebody who's very comfortable in his own skin. He's very confident in who he is and what he does. And without having to get specific in the way he says something or you say something to a player or a family, I can't help but think that is going to wash down over the whole program is the way he carries himself and believes in himself is just contagious. Is that oversimplification or, or should that have some effect?
0: Well, one of my biggest concerns and that I think it's really cool to talk about it, is <clears throat> I didn't want him thinking he needs to look over his shoulder because, uh, you know, I've heard talk about me coming in and thinking I'm the next head coach. I don't give a damn about being the next head coach. I give a, I give a damn about Indiana basketball and doing my job, and that's that's the where I work for. I work for Mike Woodson, who works for Scott Dolson, who works for President Mick Robbie. and ultimately we work for the players and these fans. Well, and don't uh, don't,
1: don't forget the board of trustees that sits yeah. over. That sits over the president, the board of trustees, which yours truly might be on in a couple months. Just and keep that in mind, Dane, when you do the ladder of who works for <laughs> who yeah. you,
2: don't text Eric back. <laughs> yeah, just remember and that. Next and time the you trustees. Don't text me back.
0: And like I said, Coach Woodson does not have an ego. I mean, he'll look at me for my opinion as much as he'll look at anybody else. And I appreciate the, that about him and I respect that about it, because to be honest with you, we don't know each other very well. And from his perspective, I could easily see where he's thinking, gosh, I got to this, this hot shot coming in thinking he's, he's going to come in. And, you know, when I retire, he gets my job. And that very well could be true, but he doesn't act that way. And he, he's just humble. He listens. Um, the one thing he said in our meeting is, I have your backs. I have my coach's backs. And it's a loyalty that I think has to happen. And you guys are first you know, and we've got to get together and we've got to make sure that these players know that we have their backs, we have their best interest. And that's what we've been trying to do in this past week is to make sure that, um, you know, everybody's together on this and this is going to be an uphill fight, but if we're listening and open and we're throwing some new things at them, very, very new things that if they'll listen and buy in, it'll, it'll it'll sustain them, not just now, but for life.
1: Does Mike Woodson in meetings with you or on Zooms with recruits, does he speak in the third person the way he does in some press conferences?
0: I haven't heard him speak in third person quite yet. Okay. Um, I've heard a couple people speak in third person, called them out for it. Okay. And um, I'm not a big third person guy, but I think Mike Woodson's earned the right from Dane Fife to talk at least from Dane Fife in my opinion he's earned the right to speak in third person as I, much as he wants.
1: I agree. Um I am curious Dane when you say like you're throwing new things at them. Like you said you don't know, you don't have a deep long relationship with coach Mike Woodson either does Kenya Hunter either does Thad Mata for that. You know in that regard.
2: Did you want to say for that matter?
1: For that matter. <laughs> But I did have to catch myself. Good work. <laughs> but you all want to be pulling in the same direction. You're all hitting the ground running. You're all realizing the time is of the essence. How do you, like when you're working for Tom Izzo for 10 years, you know yeah. that like what you're saying is an extension of what Tom Izzo is saying. Like it, it yeah. lines up. How do you know that what you're saying to somebody right now is an extension of what Mike Woodson is saying? Are you constantly like saying, is this okay for me? Like, how do you do that? I'm just really... Curious on how do you all pull in the same direction when you don't even really know the specifics of the direction that Mike Woodson wants you to pull in?
0: Well, I think right now when, when he's out with the team on the floor, he's dictating uh, what he wants and we're filling in with, with energy and what we know uh, is right and not take any guesses. Um, And there's easy things like communication. You know, right now, it's not really get it right. Just make sure you're getting it loud and saying it loud and learning to talk uh, and be effective. There's a lot of guys that will talk, but very few that are really concentrating on <clears throat> being effective. You know, it's a form of insecurity. Like, I'm talking, uh, well, but did he hear you? No, no, but I was talking. <laughs> uh, well, you got to talk louder, you know, and uh, it's something that, that we can fill in while Coach Woodson kind of puts in his base stuff such as just simple defensive principles. It's just, it's amazing. I wonder what these players are thinking because it's so simplistic. I think what they haven't really grasped though is how hard and the focus with which you have to do it. Um, you almost have to be in a trance, uh, when you're doing the things that coach Woodson's asking them to do because, you know, in practice, that's where you make your hay. And, uh, those guys got to be locked in, and, and I think it's it's awesome because we always tell our players, like, we shouldn't have to tell you more than once, especially uh, because when you go to these NBA workouts and the NBA combines and these pre-draft camps and then on into uh, summer league and vet camp, they're only going to tell you once, and if you don't know what you're doing, that's a, that's a mark against you, and that's not good. You don't get many when you're, when you're generally a marginal player that they can easily get rid of. You know, there's not many superstars and they can get it, get rid of you as easy as they can, um, easy, as quickly as they can sign you. And so this is going to be interesting because coach Woodson's going to, when, when he starts to ramp it up, these guys are going to have to pick it up uh, and really they'll have to go home and, and, and treat this as homework as much as uh, they do their schoolwork.
2: So how much time have you already gotten on the court with the players? How much more do you have until summer? And then what kind of interaction will there be in the summer?
0: Not much uh, time with them on the court. Uh, We've observed a couple times uh, just in brief moments. Um, Then we worked with them for the first time today. Mm. And uh,
2: that had to be great. That had, I mean oh, well, it was it was you're finally it, it out was, there all together.
0: It was really neat. It was neat to see Coach Woodson walk out on the floor in his excitement.
2: Nice. Um,
0: his wonderment. Um, you know, it's been a long time since he's been in the college game. It's like Norman Dale coming back. My gosh. Yeah. This it was it was it was neat though, and I could see his excitement. Uh he's so anxious to just to just make this thing really good and yet he's able to compartmentalize all right this is what we got to do this first let's not let's not overextend let's not let's not put this in and this in and this in he's very aware of a process although i can tell it kind of it kind of gnaws at him at times that this is this has to come we've got to get this we got to put this in And, uh, we haven't had a lot, but I can see how anxious and excited he is.
1: Dane. Uh, well, I got to just ask this. Can Parker Stewart really shoot the ball? Because we we hear he can really shoot the ball.
0: Well, he can stroke it. He can stroke it. And, um, you know, he's a guy that when he shoots, he thinks everyone's going in, you know, that's, that's a good thing. I like that. That's a good thing. And you can kind of tell with his body language, um, you know, and now we just gotta we gotta make sure that um, you know we build him just like we build everybody else, but he sat out of here, yeah. So he has never played Indiana basketball before. And so he's he's really new and the big ten, the big ten's tough. That said, he was pretty good at Pittsburgh, so he's he's got a power five experience.
1: Dane, we know, and you you have made no secret of it that growing up as a kid in Michigan, the thing that drew you to Indiana basketball was Bob Knight. And you had tremendous reverence and respect for him before you ever had a chance to be recruited by him. But then you got to come to Indiana with Coach Knight as your head coach. I am wondering, have you had any chance to talk to him or see him in your few days since arriving in Bloomington? And is that something you are looking forward to if you haven't?
0: Absolutely. I I haven't had a chance to talk to him, but I look forward to. I drove by his neighborhood the other day, paid homage. Um, You know, I'm just trying to, you guys called and interrupted me while I was trying to put some clothes away. Um, And uh,
1: that's what we do. I'm just
0: trying to get my feet on the ground. I mean, my head head is spinning. Um, You know, just trying to get moved in. Moved into my office and Eric's wearing me out to call and talk to him. And uh, I'm glad to be here guys, but.
1: Oh man, yeah. It sounds, like it. It. <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds like it.
2: Uh Now I did hear you on Dan Dockage's broadcast. You're actually, he wasn't interrupting you, putting clothes away. He was interrupting you from actually packing up the car to drive to Bloomington And you did mention that, that the girls, you know, they're not, they're not on board yet, that there's still a lot of green and white in their wardrobe. Are you actually putting any of those green and white clothes into their closets in Bloomington or is it just throw it out on 37 on the way to town?
0: They're, they're aware of every piece of clothing they have. You can't sneak nothing up, (laughs) buy them or away from them. And uh, I called back and they didn't boo me today. So that's good. They booed me yesterday. (laughs) And uh, my youngest actually had on a candy stripe headband and I don't even think she knew it, but um, you know, they're slowly, they're slowly buying into this cream and crimson and kind of recognizing they, they need, uh, they need a variety. You know, they don't always just have to be green and white.
1: No, they can never be green and white again. Uh, Dane, what personally has the reception been like for you just, I know it's still a little weird because COVID has prevented people from gathering in, in big groups, but you've clearly been seen in Bloomington by some people you've gone into some restaurants. What's the reception been like for you?
0: You, you know what? Um, it's just like old, you know, it's um, go IU it's, it's people that, you know, just appreciate the, the work you do. Um, it's like family. And, uh, I feel bad for my, my wife and, and kids, because as you guys know, I like to stop and I like to talk and I like to, I like to converse and get to know people. I just, I like people. I like talking to people. Uh, the, the ones I enjoy the most are the, the ones that are, that are booing me, you know, to to win those guys over and gals is the best. And, uh, I get practice every day right now with my little girls, but um, this is just, um, uh, the people, um, the town, um, you know, unfortunately I didn't get to know guys like you when I was here, but, uh, this, this is, you know, guys like you, in spite of, uh, pankowski's beard. Um, I think, uh, this is, this is all part of it, man. Just guys that, um, you know, one night they're they're throwing stuff at the TV on your behalf or at your expense. And the next night we're we're on a podcast um, you know, yucking it up and, and talking about ball. And uh, you guys are the, the the ultimate, the true fans and, and not to not to uh, get sentimental here, but you guys are the, the kind of guys as to why I I come back why why I love this uh Program And why I love Indiana basketball, you know, you take a dork from St. Louis and, you know, a nerd from Peru and, you know, they converge here and, and then, you know, a, a, a guy from a guy from the Great Lakes State and we're all here talking about uh, how special this basketball program is. And that's the one thing we all have, have in common um, is Indiana <laughs> basketball.
1: That and, and just okay. incredible good
0: looks. Well, I don't, but you guys are pretty handsome. Yourselves. <laughs> that's that That's that. LA, man. You guys probably got uh, some work done somewhere. you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. But for me, it's just all uh, butt implants. That's but, all yeah. yeah
0: that's- the Brazilian, yeah.
2: I had to go with the calves. I've always been embarrassed by my calves. I got those beefed up.
0: Yeah. Well, I think uh, maybe uh, putting some something in your stash that stash looks that the shelf looks great too i gotta figure that out
1: well you can't you can't compete with ward when it comes to hair just don't even try that's why i went bald i knew bald, yeah. so all
2: bald. the work that woody talks about putting in on your game that's yeah. what's going on it's, yeah, work. This dude it's puts in
1: the work if you need him to talk to the team about work ethic he can he can give him some hair tips uh listen
2: wait, wait. Dave, I i want to talk about one reunion that i presume has already happened what was it like strolling back into Assembly Hall as as a colleague of Tim Garl?
0: You know what, Tim, Tim and I have come full, sir.
2: <laughs> That's a great frozen frame. Yeah.
0: Tim has just been a pillar for this. Hey, Ward, it wasn't <laughs> me, that was you.
2: It was me. It was me. Yeah, I did it on purpose. You had a real goofy look so, on your face.
0: So oh, did I? Yeah. There it is. That. <laughs> So, Timmy G has just been, you know, when, when you think of Indiana basketball, Tim Garl's right up there. You know, he's seen so many things. He's, he's kept so many things together when they could have just broken at the, the program, splitting at the seams. And we could always count on guys like Tim Garl and Larry Rink and even the great Don Fisher. Those guys have just kind of been there. And, you know, I'm sure they helped Coach Crean. They helped Coach Sampson. They help coach um, Coach Miller, uh, just just kind of learn the ropes and and learn how to, you know, get get by on a day to day basis. And um, guys like that, you know, Garl Tim Garl give me, um, you know, hope. And Tim's gonna go someday. Tim's gonna retire, and we've got to be diligent in our work to to hire somebody that's gonna embrace the program in a similar fashion. I don't think there'll ever be another Timmy G, but, um, there will be somebody that, that understands what Tim, Tim Garland means to this, this culture and this program. And so, um, I think that's going to be the responsibility of the staff that has to hire the next trainer. And hopefully, um, you know, Tim can do it for, for many years to come, but, um, there's more than just the coach that make this program great. And it's guys like Garo and fish and, and Rink And, you know, Scott Dolson's going on his uh, what 30th year here.
1: Right, I think
0: he's been doing it since 95, maybe.
1: Well, and really, I mean, if you take it back, you know, from being there and being a manager and then returning, you know, like he worked for Tim Knight for a while, like he has been part of the Indiana family for basically his entire life.
0: Yes, he has. He really has kind of like you guys, right?
1: Kind of like us. I mean, he is in a position that actually matters. No, um, nobody
2: no nobody's ever paid us for what we contribute. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, listen. Is this free?
0: I didn't know you guys work for Peaks.
1: We don't work for anybody. It's powered by Peaks. Oh, it is powered by Peaks. <laughs> but unfortunately, that power is free. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dane, you guys just do this for fun.
1: We do it for the love and the glory of old IU. That's good. You like that? That's good, Ward. It's good. Ward didn't say it. What oh, are you I talking this, about? This, this Ward did great. this. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, but he gets credit for the hand gesture and I don't get credit for the phrase?
0: Until you get rid of that beard, I, I'm just going to kind of be...
1: All right, listen. Let me say this to you. <laughs> Let me say this to you. You love busting balls as much as the next guy, maybe more than the next guy. We love you so much, and we are so happy that you are back in Bloomington where you belong. You know from getting to know us a little bit how much the history and the legacy of Indiana matters to the fan base and us, and you are a huge part of it, Dane, and you You being there with Coach Woody, with Tim Garl, with Larry Rink, with Scott Dolson, and, and all the people that people that are ushers that have been working at the at assembly hall since, since you were there and before it's what has been missing from this program. It is the thing, the glue that has been missing and them making the wise decision to bring coach Woody back and to bring you back is all part of getting Indiana back to where it needs to be. And we just, I, I, I hope you don't take it for granted how happy and valuable mm-hmm. We all think it is that you're back. It really is, Dane. We've been pining for it for a long time. And it's a special thing for the fans for you to be there, especially you bunking at Mike Roberts' house. That puts it up another level. But it means a ton, man. We're, we're, we couldn't be happier or more excited for you. I mean, that is a shitty time to freeze.
0: Well, I, I don't have much to say on that, but thank you um it says the internet's unstable are we doing okay here You're okay
1: right now yeah
0: wait it says eric's unstable <laughs> <I was laughs> Sorry. Waiting for it. Uh, it didn't say internet it, eric
1: eric yeah you just read it it's wrong
0: it's a blur sure. it's but uh you know what in all seriousness i really appreciate that uh, we got work to do and um i am glad to be back but man we're undefeated right now we're on our honeymoon and uh in due time we're gonna lose a few games and um, my main goal is to to build this to where it's not okay to lose, but it's also not okay to uh, to allow uh, people to pick at our program that that we know uh, needs um, the kind of love and support uh, that it once existed. Uh, even in t- when times were thin under the Coach Knights or the Branch McCrackens, the Lou Watsons, on and on and on. And uh, it's guys like you two that we know we can count on. And you know what? Even from afar, when I wasn't coaching here, uh, I still had the Hoosiers' backs. And uh, no, so the don't. three of us can, can, uh, can be role models for the rest.
2: Well, that being said, we, we wish we could do more. We'll do whatever we can. Don't hesitate to ask and we are going to head over and have a talk with our friend, Jeff Goodman, and we'll make sure that uh, that hole is plugged up.
0: (laughs) I'll take care of Goodman.
2: Okay. All right. Got you
1: back on that. Dane, you're the man. Be good. Good luck. And we're going to see you very soon when we come to Bloomington.
0: Give that mangy beard a pet for me.
2: Hysterics, hysteric!s
1: He's he is one of a kind. He is one of a kind,
2: and one of us. One of Of us. us. One of us. Oh, so it's so good to have him back, back in B Town. It's seeing the pictures, the the the, the other, but this is the first time we've really had to have a uh, got to have a real conversation with him. As an Indiana Hoosier, he came into our life as a Spartan and uh, it was all looking backwards. But now it's it's today and it's moving forwards and it couldn't be more fun and exciting.
1: And you can tell the dude is working like he was he was tired. Yeah. I mean, he we got him. Look, it's it's 10 o'clock his time. And they are busted like, mm-hmm. and you know, he's doing the kind of work right now where your mind is just never off. You never get a moment. It's just trying to play catch up, meet the players, talk to the players, look at the transfer portal, talk to those players, talk to recruits.
2: Move if, my family.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's taxing what they're all going through right now. So I really appreciate him coming on, but it's just so cool. And you, you nailed it about, he's from Michigan. It's kind of what we've talked about before. You don't need to be from Indiana to be an Indiana guy. Look at you, Jesus. Right. <laughs> at least I had blood. I had you Indiana did. blood, you but yes, you're, but you're right. I mean, there is something unique and special about Bloomington and about Indiana University and the people that recognize it, it is so meaningful to them. He was the assistant coach for one of the best coaches of all time. And he was going to Final Fours and winning Big Ten championships. And he came back to Indiana to be an assistant coach to help bring it back. And I just love the idea that he keeps talking about of we're not going to let people pick at the program anymore. We're circling the wagons. We're getting the band back together. Whatever metaphor you want to put in, he is so committed and dedicated to that it's all we've wanted right it is all we have wanted to put the pieces back together and it is that mortar that connects all the bricks that has been missing for way too long and it's going to make the highs better it's going to make the lows more manageable i truly
2: believe that i think i think that's a great point and To get to talk to him today, the same day he finally saw Coach Woodson step out onto the court with his team, the Indiana Hoosiers, for the first time ever. And and you could see in Dane's face how much joy he got seeing the joy in Woodson's face. It's just like, oh, like it, it. as we all know, that's what it all comes down to. The coaches and the players on the court doing that thing that has brought us all together and that that started happening today in a real way was just, uh, it sort of made it more real for me because everything else has been press conferences and reading articles on pigs and stuff like that. But you could tell there was something really cool that happened at ground zero today.
1: That's a great point. You know, you and I talked a lot about this when they brought Dane on, you know, a lot of people, to talk about like oh his defensive you know coaching ability because he was a good defender like as I we talked to him for over an hour he never once brought up like his defensive strategy he talked about shooting you know but what he really did talk about was confidence and you and I talked about this that he is a guy who is so in tune with that stuff, it's really important to him because he knows at this level of high end collegiate athletics, and then even in the pros, the, the margin between being really good and not is very small. I mean, think about just Indiana games last year. How many games were did we lose because we didn't make a few free throws or missed a few layups? The margin is so small, it all matters. And I love hearing him talk about the, the negative consequences of social media. Yeah. And when we talk to him about confidence of players, he's like, I've got to do some homework to see who's on social media too much. Who's mm-hmm. letting, because it is negative. It is. I mean, we live there. We try, to, we try to block out as much of the negativity as we can and have fun with our social media presence, but you can't escape it. Like It is, it is a negative cesspool in many ways. And that he talks about how that affects you, even though you think it doesn't. How he talked about he's 10 to one and had a guy track it for him, positive to negative. But it's the negative that people today, you know, take in and focus on, on. Fixate on. And he is so, so focused on that. And we have so many players who were impacted by confidence going away. And if Dane... Forget defensive X and O's and, and X and O's, X's and O's, and forget about like defensive stance, all that stuff. Every good coach should be able to coach the mechanics of basketball. But being in tune with that piece of it, the mental, the mental is to physical is four is to one, right? From Coach Knight. It, oh,
2: oh it, I thought you are quoting uh Chris Beard's back tattoo. Back tattoo, tattoo.
1: sure. Back too. I just I love that that's where his head's at because those are the little things that do matter. And I love that that's where his head's at and what he's thinking.
2: Well, and when we talk about unlocking the potential of the current roster, and there's been a couple additions, a couple subtractions, but it's largely the same team as last year, but that we all have, I, I would say, unwarranted optimism for the season to come. But I think we see the potential in all these guys, and we know – it's probably a combination of confidence and mental blocks and and a lot of that coming from from scheme from coaching like i'm sorry these guys were all studs coming out of high school and and as far as it's not like they were being blown away by pure talent every night in the big 10 so if you have a couple of guys that come in with the swag restore the confidence tweak the game make it simplistic to a certain point you know i think is one thing that that dane was saying coach woodson yeah. is at least starting with that there is absolutely reason that the same group of players could go to a much better place next year along with the year of uh, another year of experience under their belt or however long they've been there but i think it also goes to dane said it i like people i like talking to people and what we hear so much about coach woodson he's he's such a great guy and he really connects with people so and, you know, we've gotten to talk to Kenya a couple of times and he's he's very personable. It's easy guy to talk to. But we certainly know with, with Dane, it's like he's I have such a blast every time we talk to him or, or even interacting over text that that's just an, a good, positive energy that these kids are now going to be surrounded by.
1: I love hearing Dane Fife talk about Parker Stewart and saying the dude can just shoot the basketball and thinks that every shot is going in. I love it. We have not had that. Robert Johnson and James Blackman are the last guys I remember where it was like those dudes, every time they shot the ball, you thought it was going to
2: go in from three. And then we've heard that Xavier has some real alpha, some real confidence, some real aggressiveness, that oh maybe not just coming from dane or coach woodson but the new blood sort of being infused in the program and even though parker came in midway through this year now he's really going to be on the court with these guys and getting back into basketball shape that that kind of that kind of thing it's it, it it can take you up or it can take you down it can be a downward spiral of insecurity or an upward spiral of confidence so uh as far as i'm concerned we're undefeated now, and we're going to remain that way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, also thought it was interesting. I did not want to push too hard on this, but it sure didn't make it sound – Dane didn't make it sound like the, the roster was as solidified as I think we all think it is. Well, like, I, I know was... we all think that people are coming in. Right. You know, but it made it sound like it could be a little bit more fluid than I think we all think.
2: Because he was saying, you know, we're not sure what guys are leaving. And I was like, does that mean some of our guys might still leave, depending on who we're bringing in? Uh, But then I thought about it later. I'm like, he might just be talking about other guys leaving from other programs.
1: Yeah, but I think we should – I think you're probably right. But I think we should all be prepared that who's on the roster right now, they may not all be there come the beginning of next year. You know, they –
2: But if it's – it sounds like – okay, they all want to stay now. If somebody leaves, it's probably because somebody else is coming in who's going to take their minutes because yeah. they're better. Yeah. So it won't be as, you know, and even the way it took the sting off of Armand leaving was because we knew Xavier was coming in, um, that that hopefully it'll, it'll not just be like, oh shit, that guy left. I thought we had him. Now what are we going to do? It's going to be like, well, okay, I get it. The guy replacing him is going to get his minutes. And look, they're getting their first taste of what coach Woodson
1: is on the floor right now. Today Today. was one. Yeah. They may not like it. Mm -hmm. It may not be right for them. You just don't know. So, uh, but man, having Dane there is exciting as hell. He is one of us. He is one of you, all the people who happen to be listening at this point in the podcast Uh, it's exciting as hell. And I just cannot wait to get to Bloomington. I mean, I just cannot wait to get Bloomington and be around all of us again and this new coaching staff and these players and in that building it's like I need it like freaking oxygen I just need it 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 is like that thing that I just keep thinking about like how amazing that is going to be when it happens can't wait can't wait for you and I to do another Bloomington trip and uh man let's do another one of these next week Okay. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics. For the hysterics, no E, no I. But, but the, the sometimes, sometimes why. why.